Hey everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes, a podcast where I combine the worlds of web development and business and share my experiences. This is episode 76 and a very special one because with me I have Tanya. Hello. So she is a technical business analyst. She's mentoring young girls in tech. She is helping organize the Flurix Women in Tech Conference, among many other things. Now, it actually took me a while to get you on the show. Yes, two years. And I had, to, years. I had to propose. Well, not necessarily, but that was part of the <laughs> that deal. That was part okay? of it, yeah. I said yes to Sunny Commute. <laughs> so uh, I know that your background is very different from mine. Uh, for me, I started coding when I was 13, mm-hmm. and and uh, I went to a university, I got a computer science degree. Very boring. And right? you know, I got a job out of there, like traditional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, your background is very different. So how did you, how did you get into tech like from the beginning? Uh, yes, I do have to say that my background is very non-traditional uh, compared to many software engineers that would start early on and would transform their passion for coding into their academic life and then into their professional um, job. For me, it all started with just being surrounded by tech because my father, my granddad, both of my uncles and my cousin, they're, they're all in development. So they are software developers. However, I was not necessarily encouraged growing up to pursue any of the STEM majors. I don't think that my parents thought that it would be a feminine or girly enough position for me. And they thought that maybe being a lawyer is much more suitable. Hmm. Not trying to downplay lawyers and all of the education and schooling that they have to go through. But I think I'm definitely capable of some intelligent thought. Um, And growing up, I always felt, you know, that everything that I have accomplished might not be necessarily valid. I'm not qualified enough. Uh, I don't have CS degree. What would I do with the development? Um, and should I even pursue uh, this role in the future? There's always a lot of yeah. self-doubt. So can parents do something better than to encourage young women in tech? Absolutely. I think that when it comes to girls that I um, have helped to mentor during Girls Who Code programs um, past summer and upcoming summer sessions. It is important to see what they are into and help them with resources. It could be access to the public library where they can have access to the computers and the books um, on development or design. Um, it is important to encourage women and understand that there is a multitude of professions, not only software development. You can be UX designer, you can be a quality assurance tester. There's so many professions that branched out from the software engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think parents can do a lot by learning about different resources that it can introduce to the girls and also telling them that, you know, they can do it. They actually can. Yeah, uh, they definitely can. Uh, but when they decide that they do and they want to start a career in tech, yes. Uh, what are some of the ways that you think, uh, just like in terms of the application process, like applying to jobs, yes. what are some of the tricky aspects to that? I think a lot of it comes from self-doubt and experiencing imposter syndrome. But the girls, compared to the guys, when they look at the uh, job application, they look at the desired skills and required skills. And they look at it as the Bible. So 
They think that desired skills are something that you absolutely supposed to have, supposed to possess. Every time they see those numbers when it comes to, you know, years of experience, mm-hmm. they feel discouraged to apply. When the guy sees that same job application, he looks at the required skills. He sees, he just sees that this is something that he has been doing before, or he's familiar with those concepts and uh, the software programs and he used it in the past and he thinks that this is enough and he will go ahead and apply. So I think percentage wise for women, we tend to just get discouraged ourselves and thinking that we're not enough, we don't qualify while uh, our male counterparts would always apply. So you always try to, you essentially want to be overqualified Whereas when I'm Absolutely. looking at requirements, I'm like, desired skills, and eh, that means you don't need I've it. I've always <laughs> felt like that. You know, it's so yeah. funny. I always felt like that. I felt like, oh, well, it says three plus years. There is no way I could apply. Um, but everybody's experience is different. You know, there are some people who would stay in their position for a while, a couple of years or longer. There are people who would get a hold of it, uh, maybe faster and try to move faster with their career. There is nothing wrong with either or. And if you're one of those fast learners you know, kudos to you and all power to you. It doesn't mean that you need to be disqualified from applying. So go ahead and apply, girl. Apply. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, imposter syndrome. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's not even just from the application phase. So when you're applying, you feel like you're underqualified and you feel Definitely. like an imposter. You can't apply. And to then you job, wake right? up every morning. Yeah. You, you finally got that job, right. which is you go, girl. You finally get that job. You wake up every morning and you feel like, oh, my God. What am I doing? I, I jumped over my head. I don't think I'm capable of, of doing this job. Look at all like, other guys on my team. Yeah. How did I even get yeah. it? That's the question. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the thing is, your yeah. boss believes in you, right? Your manager who interviewed you, and most likely there were a couple of them, trust me, they have seen something in you. There is a reason why you got that job. And people believe in you more than sometimes you give yourself credit. And sometimes the p- people believe in you more than you do believe in yourself. That's strong. I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir I now. Like that. Um, oh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I wanted to mention that. You know, you're a girl. This is your first couple of months or the first months in the position, and you're part of the agile development team. You walk in, you don't know anyone, right? And you're trying to basically like fit into that culture. You want to be the hashtag culture fit. And then you see all of the bros and they're gathering around one table and they're talking about TensorFlow, right? You have no idea what it is and you feel like you need to blend into that culture and to become one of them so that you're part of the agile mm-hmm. team. Because there's like conversations right? like outside of just work. Like you're yes. just like just for fun, right? They're talking about TensorFlow and they're like, oh yeah, this is cool and fun. Yeah. But they're also like incorporating like guy talk into it. Absolutely. Like that that local conversation. So people think about local conversation as something, you know, widely inappropriate and, you know, something where you call HR. Right. But it not. And of course, it's going to discourage women from participating. Right. But it doesn't have to be something HR violation like and inappropriate. It could be just literally talking about your desires outside of work and your interests. But women feel like this is not something that they can contribute to. And I think both parties are guilty in yeah. that case. Um, women are guilty when it comes to them thinking that they need to 
bend themselves and their true identity and who they are and be less feminine in order to be perceived professional in the tech environment and in tech industry. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. You don't have to change the way you look. You don't have to change the way you talk. You don't have to change the way you talk about some of the issues that either are bothering you, affecting you in some way, just because now you're working in this industry. Be yourself. Be your authentic self and it will give you actually more leverage than trying to change yourself and that fakeness definitely is visible mm -hmm. you can feel it yeah and the, the way you talk is that another issue you think in, in, oh yeah yeah absolutely like imagine you are in the conference room and there is production issue that just happened and we're all trying to figure out what would be our solution and the next action item but what I'm seeing is guys screaming over each other, debating the topic. And I mean, I feel your pain. I know it's very <laughs> important to you. But what I'm seeing is that sometimes women are not even given the chance to talk. And all we want is that equal opportunity to talk and equal time mm -hmm. to talk about the issue. I do notice in, in conferences sometimes uh, one woman decides to start talking and then five seconds in, some guy starts interrupting and then Interrupts all her. the focus is on, on that guy. That absolutely, absolutely. And they're like, oh yeah, he's saying something that's, that's smart, you know? Yes. And she was not saying the same stuff. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And my best unsolicited advice for you is that women have a different communication style away from... I'm not trying to take away from our conversation about how men communicate. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that they're wrong for being passionate about what they're talking about. But I think it's important to keep in mind that women tend to wait until you form a coherent sentence and you basically are waiting for that clue to, to enter the conversation. Men don't think about waiting when they should enter the conversation. They will go ahead and do it. This yeah. is just biological, anthropological mm -hmm. aspect of things of how we are, right? Men don't tend to uh, necessarily like follow the rules of the conversation. Yeah. Like, they want listen, to communicate their thoughts. I'm, I'm interrupting you, but like listen, process, and then Absolutely. respond, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I noticed that women uh, with communication styles like mine, we tend to take over conversations. And I can easily explain why, because we have been silenced so many times during conference calls, uh, during meetings, that now we have decided, no, the stage is mine. I'm going to take over and I'm going to present my point of view. And then you're unstoppable from that moment on. I think it's important to also listen to your uh, teammates when they're trying to communicate with you. It could be a, a men or women. Just try to listen to them equally. So equal opportunity to speak is very important. Mm. And then do you think there's other issues that are equally as important besides just communication, culture fit? Okay, I would say it would be, yeah, visibility. Just going back to it is important for us to be recognized as your fellow technologist. Um, we are not simply a girl in distress, damsel in distress, who needs you to solve the bug for her from point zero when we start with the spike story to the actual final solution. Um, we are sometimes relying on guys a little bit too much when it comes to uh, points and tips and tricks on the job. 
um, it's both for, I think it's both for men and women were both guilty in those situations where as a girl, I would rely on you and I would come over and ask you a mm -hmm. question and you would provide the full answer for me instead yeah, of telling me. Especially during the boot camp, right? Right. Because he took the, the web that? development boot camp. Mm -hmm. and I remember he asked me about something and I tried my best. Like I'm not the best teacher, right? Yes. Uh, but sometimes I'll just be tired or, or just a guy and I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to just like, this is how you do it. You're going to provide, the provide the, provide the, the, the solution final for answer, the problem. The solution. Yeah. And in terms of the person that's trying to learn, like you're not getting that's not beneficial that. at all yeah. just think about it and the thing is as a girl i found myself doing that to either my significant other or you know you can find yourself asking your father for help it happens in at all stages of your life you know a girl is waiting for dad to come home from work and fix broken tv right or uh fix her cell phone and whatnot or change something in the settings and then you know she she's growing up with the same mentality and it translates into her adult life where we are relying on men to fix something for us Girl, be your own superhero, okay? There is no Superman standing behind your shoulder and waiting on your SOS to help with this situation. Imagine that there is no one to rely on. It's only you. It's you and your, your bug, and you need to fix it. Do your research first. It's important to ask for help, but it's also important to teach the girls how to fish, not necessarily present them with the final result of the... Yeah. so to speak fish right it's down the road it's way more beneficial and fruitful um and you are just being resourceful and a great supporter and ally of women in tech instead of fixing problem for them so that later down the road they have to ask you that question again yeah so resources visibility um there's yes. a lot of things that, that women are looking communications for, right? communication. yeah um, and I want to jump into Flurix a little bit because I think that Flurix is providing a lot of these improvements into the oh, community. Oh, absolutely. Come um, join so I us. guess first, like, what is Flurix? So Flurix is a local for Charlotte Women in Tech Conference. This is second year that we're going to um, organize uh, Flurix, and it's going to happen at the end of March, March 27 and 28th uh, here in Charlotte. Well, actually in Fort Mill, so to speak. Um, we are being hosted by Red Ventures. So come and join us. Come over to the campus. I will link all of the information below for yeah. Florex website. Also, come and help me to volunteer at the conference. I think we have a great community of women and men. So everybody, all genders and non-binary are welcome to um, attend and also to volunteer. And what I do like about Florix, last year I participated uh, not as organizer, but I just attended. And it was the best conference I have ever been to, honestly. Um, so what do they do differently from like a traditional tech conference? Well, first of all, one of the first uh, talks that I attended was on salary negotiation. And I have not experienced that before mm -hmm. at the DEF CON, for instance, in comparison. Um, the conversation was so brutally honest about how uh, women can be underpaid, not necessarily because of the uh, you know, gender gap when it comes to our salaries, but also because we tend to ask less. 
So important conversations that and questions that you were afraid to ask before, these questions can be asked at that conference. I think girls felt definitely way more welcome to ask questions, especially mm-hmm. difficult questions, and they didn't feel like they would be judged because of that. Yeah, yeah I like that it gives the opportunity for just more women to be speakers. Oh, yeah. So if you don't have like any experience as a speaker, they're very welcoming to do that. Absolutely. Uh, We got uh, speech trainers. So um, our speakers enjoyed this year um, all the rehearsals, all of the uh, training that we could potentially uh, provide for them. Also, we have a great uh, number of student speakers uh, from UNCC Charlotte and other universities who are not yet professional technologists, but they're trying to enter the industry. And um, it's so nice to see so many girls with STEM degrees or working towards their STEM degrees, which you know brings me back to the first part of our conversation where I felt as a girl growing up that I am unable to enter STEM. And now I'm seeing the opposite. I'm seeing great trend towards increasing the number of girls in STEM, which is awesome. So come and see it. It's definitely something that opens your eyes and you feel better about the future of our country, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Just seeing all the, all the people that are there. Yeah, yeah. I love just, you know, interacting with them. You also can network. You can get recruited because there's going to be a career fair. Um, as part of the conference and mm-hmm. also even seeing women technologists young and uh, you know more seasoned because we will get uh, a keynote speaker from uh, Duke um, and comparing that to the girls who are just starting out you see girls at every stage of their lives every stage of their professional lives and they're here to open up you know uh, your minds first of all and status uh, challenge the status quo on who we are women in technology because there is no portrait of women technologists mm-hmm. that you can put into one specific box okay this is women in technology and this is who they are we're so multi-dimensional multifaceted we have different interests outside of work and it's not only you know what people perceive it could be so come and find out for yourself all right, that'd be really cool. Um, so I'm actually going to be volunteering there as well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm so using yeah. my personal connections. Uh, Employed for life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, definitely a cool conference. I like how unique it is. I like how like, inclusive it is, especially to women in tech. Thank you. And uh, any, any other sort of closing thoughts that you want to, to talk about? Yes. So today is International Women's Day. That's right. And uh, I actually found out that not a lot of people uh, know about the history of International Women's Day, which I'm not going to bore you with all of the details. I just have to say it's a very important day. It's not just one of those holidays created by the American Greetings Company or Hallmark, right? It's, uh, it's the day where women all over the world are fighting, still fighting for their rights, for their voting rights, for the equal rights, for the equal pay. And it's important for us to celebrate it. And I really hope that one day we don't have to widely celebrate International Women's Day. I hope that one day we don't have to hold special separate um, women in tech conferences. I hope that women in tech conferences and DEFCONs are going to be inclusive Uh, for all the genders and non-binary. And I hope that there will be a day when nobody would ask me a question, 
why do we want to have women in tech conference? Because I am being asked a lot why there is a, a so is special women in tech conference. Yeah. Yes, and surprisingly, it's both men and women are still asking mm. me why there is a special yeah. women in tech conference. It's like, oh, why why isn't there a men's men in tech conference? Which I like, gotta say, every tech conference is, is a, yeah. men in tech conference. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget about girls who code. All of the applications are being finalized pretty quickly, or. Um, you know, every single summer they're enrolling girls mm -hmm. into Girls Who Code program. I think it's great. Um, there are so many ways to find resources for young girls, uh, girls who are already in college, and uh, women to enter this exciting field. Uh, not necessarily just because of the lucrative deals and whatnot, right? but it is a very lucrative profession, yeah. but because of their passion. Coding is so much fun. I tried it myself and I encourage you to try. <laughs> For anyone that wants to uh, find out about, a lot about these resources that you're talking about, the conference, uh, where can people find you at? Uh, they can find me. And yes, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yes, they can yeah. find me using all of the links below. Uh, also, when it comes to the conference, just go to uh, florixconf.com. Uh, uh, when it comes to Girls Who Code, it's girlswhocode.com. Um, and my social media profiles and links to those will be provided below. Yes, definitely recommend reaching out. She's just an amazing uh, person to have in your network, and that's why I'm marrying her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forever in my network. Uh, so yeah, check out all of those links to the Florex Tech Conference. Uh, ch uh, definitely message Tanya for any help if you're a woman in tech. Ask and, me questions. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can find the previous episodes of the podcast on sunnycommutes.fm. Uh, feel free to message me. Again, all the links in the show notes. And I'll catch you on the next episode.